from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. I'm Cardinal Collins. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contribution from an anonymous donor from Placerville, California. This Mass is offered for blessings received for the deceased members of the Pecklar and Flickinger families and for the souls in purgatory who have no one to pray for them. On behalf of all who are gathered for this sacred celebration, we thank our donor for the gift of this Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. And your spirit. As we prepare now to celebrate this Holy Eucharist, we call to mind our sins and ask God's mercy. You are sent to heal the contrite of heart, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners, Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins. Bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Guard your church, we pray, O Lord, in your unceasing mercy. And since without you, mortal humanity is sure to fall, may we be kept by your constant helps from all harm and directed to all that brings salvation. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The vision of Isaiah, son of Amos, concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. Come now, let us argue it out, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be like snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Zion shall be redeemed by justice, and those in her who repent by righteousness. But rebels and sinners shall be destroyed together, and those who forsake the Lord shall be consumed. The strong shall become like tinder, and their work like a spark. They and their work shall burn together, with no one to quench them. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' chair. Therefore do whatever they teach you and follow it, but do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on the shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher. You are all students. You call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant, and all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. One of my favorite writers is Monsignor Ronald Knox. He wrote a lot of wonderful meditations and writings. But one of the great things he did near the end of his life was to translate the, the classic spiritual book, The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, which was written in the late Middle Ages. And in his introduction to it, he recommends it. He says it's the Latin form of it, has been with him ever since he was ordained. And he reads it frequently, every day, and he said that if anyone says about this uh, spiritual book that they like it, they enjoy it, that person is either a dabbler or a saint. Probably <laughs> those are two alternatives. Because he says the thing about the book is that it gives you a real, it's like a cold shower. It kind of shakes you up. It, it challenges you. It's, it's not sort of a pleasant thing of happy, happy and all. It's, it gives us a challenge in our life in Christ. It reminds us of things we want to hide away from. It flips over the rocks to show us the things we want to avoid. And although we do need encouragement in our life, we certainly do, someone saying, don't worry, it's okay, you're fine. Sometimes we need that. But maybe more often we need someone to say, look, what's really happening? We need spiritual guidance that is like a mirror that shows us reality, that shows us the way things really are because the great killer is illusion, where we don't see what is real. In fact, the great spiritual writer and theologian, and I would hope one day doctor of the church, John Henry Newman put on his uh, tombstone, from illusions and shadows into the truth. And that's the only way to live. Well, life is too short to be living in any other way. And so I think of that today as we reflect on the readings on this Lenten day, that uh, it's just not, good for us to avoid reality, even though it's painful. If it's painful, we got to deal with it. We want spiritual guidance that is like that of a good doctor who, if we have no disease, he says, you're, you're in good health, don't worry, come back in a year. But if we discover something that's wrong, he won't say, don't worry, all is well, you're okay, have a good day. That's not a good doctor. We want him to say, I hate to tell you, but you've got such and such, whatever. And you, oh my gosh, I've got that. And then you can either deal with it or live with it, one or the other. <laughs> so it's good, but you gotta know it's there. 
it's never good to drive down the 401 to a big super highway with a bank, uh, blanket over the windshield. For although it's comforting for a moment or two, it's a very dangerous thing to do. And so that's why we, that's why we have Lent. One of the reasons we have Lent, to shake us up, to say, you know, okay, hello, hello. <laughs> Wake up, look at reality. Don't be caught up in the cozy illusions that can seem pleasant for the moment, but are deadly. Like if, a, if our doctor tells us happy, happy, and we've got something that he could deal with, that's not a good thing. We're gonna pay for that. So what we need is the truth. The truth given with clarity and with charity. We need them both, the both the clarity and the charity. The charity is easier to handle than the clarity. The clarity we tend to go away from. And so that's why Ronald Knox recommends the imitation of Christ. You know, read it, take it, and recognize it. Look at the first reading today. Isaiah is talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, they didn't listen to the, the words of the Lord. Look what happened to them. Make yourselves clean. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rescue the oppressed. So he's there. <sighs> Look what's going on. Are you rescuing those in need? Are you seeking justice or are you not? Just think, we often, I often think of the, the, the Lord on the road to Emmaus. You know, he has these two disciples walking along and he says to them, you know, you think, well, what would he do as he's walking with them? Isn't that sweet? He's walking with them. But he says, you fools, <laughs> hard of heart and slow to understand. You idiots. That's not quite the translation, but anyway, what are you doing? And he gets them to turn around and go the right way. They're going the wrong way into the dark. That's not helpful. They're going into illusion. So we need someone to say, hello. And this is what Isaiah does. Not exactly that translation. And look what he said, certainly there's a whole string of, of <laughs> in Matthew, when he's talking to people, uh, you know, don't be, uh, uh, you know, lording it over people. Uh, be, be faithful, be true, be honest. And uh, in any exercise of responsibility, especially spiritual responsibility, which people like me, like bishops, of course, we obviously were, were doing that, but also priests and lay people, mothers, fathers, friends, everyone, we have a responsibility, so we should exercise it with honesty and honor, with clarity and charity, and we need to recognize the truth about ourselves. That's one of the reasons why, one of the best lines we can have, and we should do this all the time, is bless me, Father, for I have sinned. You know, let's come to terms with what it is. That's why I would always say that for something like general absolution is to be used only when the deck is at 45 degrees on the Titanic. That's the point at which you do that. Before that, we got to say, okay, since my last confession, hate to say so, but here's what I did. <laughs> you look, we got to know the geography of our souls. And then once, you know, it's not, it's just to prepare the way for the mercy that the Lord gives us. So we get that brisk um, rub-a-dub dying there in the gospel, and we really have to have that. Illusion is deadly. The truth may occasionally be painful, uh, like getting a needle or taking a bed. You know, it could be painful, uh, but it's, it's essential. The truth will set us free. And it's not a truth that discourages us by saying, oh, I'm terrible, terrible, I'm so bad, oh dear, dear. No, no, each one of us is frail. We gotta know our weaknesses. We need books like, well, the gospel, and other things like The Imitation of Christ and other such books to kind of shake us up and strip away our illusions. But when that happens, 
we are in the hands of the loving God. Our Lord and our God is our loving Savior. And so he does call for truth and honesty and integrity, but he offers then his mercy. He is the pathway. It's just like the prodigal son. He was off there living a wild and evil life. And he was finally brought back by hunger, nothing very noble in that. But he did say, I will go, I will turn, I will go back to my father. And as he's running down there, he's saying, Father, Father, I, I have, then before he even gets it out, the father embraces him with his love. But the first step is to step back home. We need to do that. Jesus says, remember the very first thing he says in the gospel very early is, repent for the kingdom of God is near at hand. Repent, that's the sharpness. The kingdom of God is near at hand, that's the love. And the two go together. Go in peace, your sins are forgiven, but sin no more. There we are. That is the way in which we live this Lent with honesty, integrity, with clarity and charity, thankful to the Lord above all, when he not only consoles us, but when he gives us that sharp awareness of the truth that heals us and helps us to move forward into the presence of his loving embrace and his great joyful giving of new life. And now let us offer our prayers to Almighty God. Let us pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and for the church throughout the world, especially those many, many, many places where it is facing such terrible persecution. We pray to the Lord. Let us pray that this season of Lent may be a time when each one of us may look honestly, honestly into our hearts and by God's grace, see without illusion those places where we need to ask God's forgiveness and, and by God's grace to be able to draw closer to him. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our Let us pray especially that we may all make uh, better use uh, of the great gift of the sacrament of reconciliation. We pray to the Lord. Let's pray for all of those who have drifted away from the practice of the faith, that they may come home. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And we pray for all of those in our daily TV Mass Intentions book. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, we ask in our community prayer that you might guide us to enter more deeply into the spirit of Lent and enter and into the forgiveness and reconciliation and renewal that it offers us. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We offer these prayers to Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we receive the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. 
Lord God, be pleased to receive us and accept the sacrifice we offer you with humble and contrite hearts. Lord, wash away my iniquities and cleanse me of all my sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus Pray that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Be pleased to work your sanctification within us by means of these mysteries, O Lord, and by it may we be cleansed of earthly faults and led to the gifts of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For you have given your children a sacred time for the renewing and purifying of their hearts, that freed from disordered affections, they may so deal with the things of this passing world as to hold rather to the things that eternally endure. And so with angels and saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim. indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord in Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. 
Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Francis, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer to one another a sign of the peace of Christ. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. 
My Jesus, I believe that you are present in this holy sacrament of the altar. I love you above all things, and I passionately desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul, so that I may unite myself wholly to you, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. May the refreshment of this sacred table, O Lord, we pray, bring us an increase of devoutness of life and the constant help of your work of conciliation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the name of the Lord, now and forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. The Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us go in the peace of Christ. Thanks be to God. Our thanks to our donor for the gift of this Mass.